All right, boys and girls, I'm back in real form. I'm back in my usual form. It's been a weird two weeks. I've had a lot of shit going on in my life, and that's not always a bad thing. It was a good thing this time, and we can talk about that briefly. Episode 66, welcome, guys. I hope everybody's doing extremely well. This is your co-host, Cam, for the new listeners, alongside my co-host, as always, Ryan, a.k.a. Groobs, a.k.a. The Goat. How are you, brother? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, just another week. Getting after it. I know, dude. I know. I, I'm This past week, I, I wasn't in the office uh, religiously because um, I didn't really have to be and had a right. lot of shit going on. And uh, so it was good to get back in the gym consistently this week because, you know, like, it's you doing hard for whatever thing, for whatever reason, your body is like, Doing hard things make you feel better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Working out is one of those things where it's like it drains you, but you feel better about it. Exactly. All right. So this episode, we're going to dabble in a little bit of the conversations and topics that Ryan brought up this past week on episode 65, because you're going to get my take on a few of them as well. Maybe opposing, you know, maybe maybe agreeing. You never know. I'm going to shed a little light on that. Uh, we got a few new topics as well. We'll dash up and brush up on those. I'll let you guys know what was going on in my week this past weekend and what we did. It was really cool for me musically. And um, that's really it. It's going to be a, a mellow podcast. We're going we're gonna to run through it, and, uh, and we're going to have a silly goose time, and I'm extremely excited about it. Episode 66. Let's just dive right in, huh, Ryan? Yeah, let's do it. All right, y'all check this shit out. This is the vibe for the whole podcast right here. What do you want to start with, dog? I'll start with what you did last Thursday. Okay. We can dive into that. Um, So, a guy by the name of Michael Warren, about a year ago, just to preface everything and give you a little background on what I did and why I did it and how I came about. A guy named Michael Warren, if you look him up on Spotify or iTunes, you recognize um, that he has a lot of plays. You know? People just listen to his shit. That's the bottom line. Um relatively successful um, artist, but even more successful songwriter. He's written a few songs for Tony Braxton and so forth. Um, he went to L.A. a while back, came back a few years ago, and, and now he's back in Nashville, and he's alternating between Nashville and Birmingham now. But he hit me up at, uh, about a m- not a month, wow, I wish, about a year ago, right before <laughs> the pandemic, bro, right before the pandemic, right when I released my first uh, song. And... Um, he was uh he was gassing me up, super excited to meet and super excited to hang out and really just start maybe writing together, maybe doing some music together and just hanging out and networking in the music community. And uh, we went we were gonna get together and all that jazz. Um, the pandemic hits, ruins all that shit alongside my music career, and we had to wait a full year to actually meet in real life. He offers me an opportunity. This about I think it was like two weeks ago, two three weeks ago. Um, he was like, Hey man, doing a writer's round. We're going to start doing a writer's round at this place called dread river distillery in Birmingham. And, uh, I want you to be a part of it. I said, fantastic. I would love to do that. I've never been a part of a writer's round. They happen every night in Nashville. And it's real. it's, it's 
of paramount importance to get your name and get your foot in the door in the music scene, especially in Nashville. But you don't really see that happen that much in Birmingham, and uh, we're trying to get that going. So right. he invited me to this thing. It was really cool. I was like, hell yeah, I'll do it. I don't give a shit. So Thursday was the writer's round. We, we show up at Dread River. This place is absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. The distillery is beautiful. If you were in the Birmingham, if you were in the central Alabama area, if you were in a 400-mile radius and you're driving through Birmingham, check out Dread River's distillery. It's a beautiful place. Literally, it is immaculate. This is not a bar. You know what I'm saying? This isn't Innisfree or Sky Bar or, or your typical, you know, your typical bar, grimy-looking bar where you can just get drunk and have a good time. This place... It's not even is, your typical brewery either. Yeah, it's it's this place is gorgeous, and you can do the just you can do your whiskey tastings. They sell they sell um agave American agave, so kind of like they have a tequila, they have a gin, they have a rum, they have a, a bourbon, they have a whiskey, they have the whole jazz, and um you can go in there and taste it. They have delicious food. I had their hamburger; it was delectable. Um, they have great food. They have cool drinks. Um, they have cool drink specials, uh, alongside your typical stuff as well. And uh, it's really just a cool spot, and I never even knew about it until I had the opportunity to do this. So uh, I'm trying my best to spread the good news, you know, spread the gospel for um, Dread right. River because it's worth it. I really do agree with I do believe that in my heart. So um, nonetheless, we did this writer's round, had a blast. Um, it was so cool to get to know Michael and, and get to know his songs, and he was flexing a little bit, playing a few of the songs that he'd written for these super, super, super irrelevant artists. Uh, relevant artists in the past, you know, decade, 20 years. And it's just like, holy shit, he wrote that. Holy shit, he wrote that. Holy shit, that's his song. So that was cool. And um, I had a blast. I got to I got to play my songs in front of people. And um, it was really cool, man. And 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 I got to know the person that books uh, gigs and books shows at Dread River. And we're going to be playing there more frequently. So I'm extremely excited about that opportunity as well. And um, it was a very, very, very cool thing. We played with, it was a guy by the name of Lynn Park, L-E-N Park. Um, awesome guy, really good songwriter. He reminded me a lot of Corey Smith. I don't know if you know who that is, but uh, best friends in a pickup truck. We Panama. That guy. Um, I think a lot of people know him. Exactly. Kinda. If any, if you live down, if you if you've ever been to Panama City, you know Corey Smith. If you've ever turned twenty one, literally, yeah, yeah. If you've ever, if you got a heartbeat. So this guy reminded me a lot of Corey Smith in the way he wrote, and the way he sang, and the way he played. No, that was really cool. And uh, Michael, like I said, he's he's legendary in the Birmingham area and doing his thing. And then it was cool for me to actually put my song to the litmus test, put my songs to the, excuse me, the fire, um, so to speak. Because, you know, like when there's no real nerves, like when I want to play, like I just get up there and play. You know, I, right. I get up there and I want to, I'm, I'm going to enjoy myself and I'm have a good time because I want people to hear what I got to say. So... That's cool when I'm playing 3 a.m., you know, or when I'm playing Cover Me Up. You know, I can hammer out covers all day, no nerves at all. But when you're playing your own shit, it is a little different. It's like, you know, are these people going to like my song? Are these people going to fuck and resonate with what I'm trying to do here? Right. And um, so I did feel a little anxiety going into my first one. And then after that, you know, they it started getting a little easier because it was like, oh, they actually did like it. And there was a good turnout, and um, it, was, it was just super-duper cool, and I had a blast. And I will definitely be doing again June 10th, as a matter of fact. Nice. Um, June 10th at Dread River, we will be doing another writer's round, and I'm excited about that. I got to brush up on a few of my other originals, dude. And another thing with these writer's rounds, bro, is it kind of puts your feet to the fire and says, hey, motherfucker, go, you better go write. You right. know? 
hey, you better go clean up on your shit if you want to do riders rounds and sound and and have some other shit going on, you know. Yeah, you and, can't play um, the same shit all the time. Exactly, you can't play. It just it's not a good look if you're just playing the same originals <laughs> over and over. So, same um, four songs. So that's cool. Um, so it's how kinda, long did you play? Uh, you play five songs literally. I just played oh, five okay, songs. Yeah. But but the thing is, when there's three or four guys up there, you're playing 15, 20 songs. That'll last an hour and a half. You know, hour, hour and a half. And and before each song, you kind of give them a little background on why you wrote it, uh, what it sounds like, the feels that you, and the vibe that you had writing the song and right. so forth. And it was funny. I had to. Um, I got to briefly explain one of them. Uh, it was uh, the one called Heart Attack. Probably my favorite song that I've written. Okay. Oh, I and, thought you uh, were gonna have to say I explained uh, what happens next. No, no, no. We've already discussed that, and that'll never happen. Not in, in its entirety <laughs> ever again. But uh, I, uh, I heart got, attack, heart attack. I got to explain heart attack, and <laughs> it was funny because it was like, yeah, I, um, uh, when I was writing the song, I wanted, I was started, I was listening to Luke Combs, and it was just like, yo, I want to write a song that Luke Combs could sing, and then it was just kind of like. Also, I wrote this song while my Velveeta skillet was simmering in the kitchen. So just kind of knocked it out. But uh, that was that was funny um, because that's the way it happened. Some songs you write in five minutes. Some songs you write in, in five days. Five dude, some years, bro. You know. So um, right. so that was a that was interesting to see to hear what they had to say about theirs. And it was a really cool experience. And I'm excited to be back there for sure. And um, that's really what I had to do instead of this podcast. And I really apologize for that. And then, uh, what was Friday? What did I do Graduation. Friday? Yep. And then I had that damn graduation. So I couldn't, I couldn't, I had, uh, it was, uh, Charles brother, Matt Murphy, his, uh, graduation. And, uh, we went there and had a silly goose time. And then, uh, we went to book club and I might've stolen some money from some of my buddies, you know? So that was fun. <laughs> what do you, how, how are you stealing money at a book club, man? I, I feel like that's pretty opposite of what you do at a book club. No, nah, dude, you just got to sneak into their wallets. Just like a little little thief in the night, just dude. Steal some right there in the basement, right there in the basement. You just steal from them, you know. Well, at but the they same knew time, about like, it. They knew about it at the same time. But who carries cash anymore? I mean, these old men do. I know that. You know, Fair enough. there's no Venmo transactions at the book club. <laughs> there's no Venmo transactions. Actually, there are, but um, <laughs> that's I mean, for I would the, hope so. That's for the poor people like me. Uh. <laughs> So yeah, I uh, couldn't do it this past um, this past weekend. I really apologize for that, guys. But we're back, okay? We're back. We're, back. we're better, and we're doing it. And also, we couldn't do it this Thursday. You're listening to this Friday, probably, and uh, we're doing it on Wednesday because tomorrow I have something as well. So there's that. And um, yeah, so that's why I missed it, man. What else we got? All right, so we'll go over some of the stuff we talked about last week. I know I started off with this one, and this is one I'm very interested. in with you okay um can the steve harvey clip that went viral or i guess re-viral because it seemed like an old clip and never seen there, this clip said, by the way so. huh i've never seen this clip by the way. okay i mean i'm just gonna give you a quick synopsis yeah yeah and sorry guys i know y'all heard me say this last week but uh pretty much in the video he pretty much tells this reporter like all my friends are males she goes oh is that because you're married he's like yes i'm married um and i just don't think men and women can be friends. Right. And he goes um, on to say, because in the back of every guy's mind, he's thinking about I, if she slips up or something, if there's a chink in the armor, I can sleep with her. Yeah. So my whole thing was, that's a very immature viewpoint okay. that 
It sounds like something a 16-year-old would say. Sure. That's just trying to sleep with everybody that you can't have be a mature adult and have a great relationship with a girl or a female just because you believe that you're going to try and sleep with her. Sure. Sounds like a you issue and not a, a general gender issue. I don't disagree, but um, I, I mean, I guess it's a super generalized statement to say not nobody. There's not a man out there that can hang out with chicks. Um, I will say this: the percentage is low, and I believe that wholeheartedly. The reason I believe that is case in point. I've had girlfriends that had guy friends, and then we started dating, and they didn't have guy friends. Sir, or they became friends with your friends. Sure, and it's uh. I mean, and this this is what I and and it has no like by all means have a guy friend, but just know me personally, just from personal experience, if he makes a move on you, I knew that that was gonna happen, and I right. don't want you to be upset because you thought that y'all's friendship was genuine, right, and you should know that going in more than likely, if you got a guy friend. He probably would have sex with you given the opportunity. So you're you're going on Steve Harvey's hundred percent, and yeah. I'm not saying a hundred percent of the time that's the case. I'm saying right. more times than not. That's just that's just what I've seen. That's what I've seen. Um, I don't have any friends that are girls, mainly because I I can't we don't relate emotionally. You know what I'm saying? Like it's fair. And and as most guys and girls are, we we're different people. Girls, we, we have different relationships. That is, girls sure. tend to be more empathetic. They tend to be more outspoken with their emotions. Guys, we don't really relate on that level. That's not really what we do. If we do, some real deep shits going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and these are all extremely generalized, you know, stereotypes I'm throwing out here. I'm not obviously there is a outlier in every scenario, but I'm just saying in general, speaking in generalities. There's just not a ton to relate on. You know, there's a, hey, girl, how are you? You give them a hug, you give them a little hug, a little side hug, and then you keep them moving. But you're not like, hey, girl, what are you doing tomorrow night? You know, like, you want to come over and hang out? <laughs> I mean, well, that's fair. What does every girl think when you, oh, when you ask to them to hang me. out? Trying to sleep with me. That's what I'm saying. So, it's, I don't know, man. Like, I just... Uh, I don't consider somebody that just goes to the same parties as you your friend either. You know, like to yeah. be your in order to be your friend, like you got to hang out, you got to go do things. And guys and girls, there's always, and by always, I mean most of the time. Once again, outliers. There's that chemical reaction. You know, it's just like, do we want to have sex? Do we not want to have sex? Or is this exclusively platonic? Are, are we going to be that adult about it? One catches feelings and one doesn't because one thought it was platonic and then one thought they had a chance because they were hanging out and getting good laughs and the vibes were right, but then they were only right on a friendship level. You know, like there's just so many different layers right. to uh, a mixed gender friendship that me personally, I'm just not into if we're being entirely honest. And, and secondarily, I just, like I said, I know dudes. I, I'm leaning definitely towards Steve Harvey just simply because I, I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. Oh, yeah, we'll be friends. You know, they, they, right. you know, they, when they're in a fight with their boyfriend, you know, he's there. You better believe he's there. 
Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You better believe <laughs> that's, he's that's there. That's when he's definitely there. You know, you better believe he's there to have to, to, to have a shoulder to lean on. You know, in the off can on the off chance you want to have some real raunchy, rude, aggressive love making. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. That's just the way it is, bro. That is the way it is, guys. That's just how they operate in general. Not in all general. the time. Not all the time. It just blew my mind because, you know, he's an older gentleman. Yeah. And he, he has those same feelings. It's like, damn, dude. I don't, have, just, I don't have friends that are girls because I can't relate to girls. That's fair. Most girls. That's I can't. I can't relate to most girls. You know? That's just the bottom line. I've yeah. never really tried to have a friend that was a girl because I don't really care to. We're not into the same shit in general. So why would I? Why would I want to? I don't vibe with you like that. Why would that, you want so, to hang out with that person? Yeah, right. Like, what? You want to come over and play some COD? You know, <laughs> what kind of dip you, you got on beer. you? You know, like, yeah. You you want to bang some bush light, bro? <laughs> Let's get after it. You know, probably don't use the word bang in there. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. then she's thinking, oh, we're sure. gonna have sex. I just, I don't know. Like, that's just my take on it. I um, I know, and also, um, my girlfriend currently. She has guy friends or had guy friends. I don't really know their relationship currently. But it's just like as soon as we started dating, all of a sudden they weren't her friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? Was it her fault? Maybe. Was it their fault? Maybe. I don't know. I don't really know. And, you know, I mean, I have the utmost faith and trust in my girlfriend. And, I'm, I mean, I'm just, that's just how I feel. You do your thing. But um, they just don't really hang out. And um, for whatever reason. But uh, I just, I don't know. I, 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 definitely, I definitely don't disagree with what he's saying. It's not always because they want to fuck. It's, mm, a lot of it has to do with just, well, you're into different shit. Yeah, see, his whole thing was sleeping. That's not just everything. No, that's not everything. That is a, whew, that is a leading contributor. It's a big one. I mean, that's probably the biggest one. But it, is a, it is most definitely a leading contributor. I would say so, too. But, um, but I mean, I just thought it was just kind of an immature take. It's just over. Him. Oh, what it is was he he didn't dive into it enough. I guarantee yeah. you, if he heard what I said, he's like, "Yep." I probably. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he, I think, I think that that interview was too short. Probably, and I might be leaving something out. He could have just said, "Yeah, I connect with guys a little bit better than than women," and I don't disagree. I mean, a male relationship is just completely different than like a friendship with a girl. He's like, all we do is sit here and fuck with each other the entire time. Yeah, we you roast don't do that other, with We roast girlfriends. each other constantly. We yeah. we're into we're into more aggressive, violent shit, and this is just typical gender traits. That's just bottom line. Like this is science. We're talking about the percentages. Right. By and large, we're more aggressive. We tend to take more risk. Um, we're, we we you know we're shit. jumping off the rock. Right. All the time, you know, <laughs> you know, and we're, we're taking a motorcycle. We're exactly. jumping we're off, doing of, dumb off of the ramp and girls, they don't, they tend to, they they tend to not do those things, you know? Um, right. and that's just the way it is. And you know, and that's why they live longer. In summary, I agree with him for the most part. Right. I'll say that. I don't disagree that that's an immature take, but also like, yo, like, look at it. In a perfect world, yeah, it'd be cool. Like, let's let's hang out, and you understand that I don't want to have sex with you, and I understand that you don't want to have sex with me, and let's chill. And that'd be cool, but the reality of the matter is that's not the case. We're humans, and we have right. emotions, and we have dicks and vaginas and, and hormones and 
and we want to have sex, especially at our age and younger, especially younger, bro. Younger, oh, you don't even worse. know what's going on. You're just like, you know, like, holy shit. Tits. Yeah, like, oh my gosh. She's, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just, she looked know. at me. Uh, yeah. She must want to sleep with she me. She must want to have sex. And that's just not how it works, dude. It's not how it works. It's just simply not how it works. And, um, and vice versa. You know, like when a guy comes, have you, are you remember those memes where like, He's like, he, it's, it's like, guy picks up girls, dropped a grocery, and she immediately says, oh, sorry, I have a boyfriend. It's yeah. just like, hey, that's not what I was doing, asshole, <laughs> but all right, you know? Like, I was just opening the door for you. Literally. Just to be nice. Exactly. I'm in no way, shape, or form am I into you. You know, in, in college, this actually happened to me. Um, I was just being nice, you know, like, oh, I apologize, I'm sorry, like, when I bumped into a chick at the bar. Right. And, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. And I, I I threw my hands up, you know, like, sorry, I apologize, my like, bad. My bad. And she was like, like, just hands up. She was like, please don't touch me. I have a boyfriend. I was like, wait. <laughs> please don't touch me. And you know me, dude. When I get a little drunk, you know, I'll, I'll pretty much say anything anyway. But when I get, when I, when I have a beer in me, I'm pretty honest. And I look, especially then, you know, I've kind of, I've mellowed out at least 12%. But dude, you know me, college me, bro. I was full blast. I had no. Hey, 100% all of the time. All the time. And I looked at her and I said, literally in no way, shape, or form, are you attractive to me? (laughs) And then she called me an asshole, dude. Like, what? You know, it's just like, wait, what are you talking about? So that's, uh, you know, it would have been funny if you just looked at it and just be like, really? <laughs> like, like, look at yourself. You know, like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, what, are you sure? Is he real? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Do you, are you sure you have a boyfriend? <laughs> Come on, girl. Where'd you find him? Yik yak. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you remember Yik Yak, dog? We used to run Yik Yak. Yo, Yik Yak was the, the ultimate troll shit. joint, bro. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure nobody under our age knows what Yik Yak is. No, nobody does. You shouldn't, honestly. Uh, if you were not in college for those two years, you don't know what the fuck it is. Dude, if Yik Yak existed today, there would be so many murders, you know? It'd be so bad. Especially during COVID, nobody's got anything to do. They're already trolling on Twitter with a username. Yik Yak, you were just anonymous. Nobody knew who was saying anything, and you could just say some wild shit, bro. Yeah. So, dude, yeah, Yik Yak was the land of the free, bro. That was the wild fucking west of social media. (laughs) Dude, it was was so much better because we were in such a small pool at South when when you'd go to a bigger school and you'd get on there. It's so much better. Hundred percent, dude. And on and and oh, you can't get south. Hell, you see somebody, you're like, oh yeah, that's her. That's we know who that one is. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. You go to Auburn, Alabama. They're like, there ain't no telling who that shit is. So, I agree with you there, dude. Yik Yak, so that was a dangerous joint, bro. That was a wild west right there. I totally forgot about Yik Yak. For those who so don't know, for those who I just I spaced on it until right now. Yik Yak. <laughs> I forgot about it. Yik Yak is a discontinued social media smartphone app that was launched in 2013, literally the year I went into college. Yep. It was, I'm old, shut the fuck up. It was available for iOS and Android, allowed people to create the view and create and view discussion threads, kind of like Reddit without usernames, within a five mile radius. 
It was similar to other anonymous sharing apps such as Nearby, never heard of it, but different from such a, but differed from others such as Whisper, never heard of it. And that is, nope. it was intended for sharing primarily with those in proximity to the user. Um, yada, yada. All users have the ability to contribute to the vote to the stream by writing, responding, or voting up or voting down. So like that was like a that was like the big thing. Like, dude, if you had a fat fucking cool ass thing to say on Yik Yak, it had like four hundred yeah. ups. You know, it had four hundred ups, shit, and right. everybody was seeing it. And it and also, dude, if you lived on campus at South, that five mile radius was just the campus. So you knew, <laughs> yeah. you knew everybody that was saying some shit was on campus. It was all as freshmen. 100%. And then despite strong levels of growth in 2013 and 2014, following several bouts of heavy criticism in the media over the facilitation of cyberbullying, no bullshit, it's anonymous, <laughs> the service saw massive stagnation in the growth of its user base. No shit. In 2016 alone, my junior year, user downloads fell to 76% compared to 2015. Obviously. Yeah. As soon as I transferred to Georgia, I was like, I was kind of pumped. I was like, oh, yes. And then it just died out of nowhere. Wow, bro. Meanwhile, they got <laughs> the purchased by Square for a million dollars. I'd say that's a successful app right there. Created by Tyler Droll and Brooks Buffington. Guess what? Tyler Droll and Brooks Buffington, they're worth 500K a piece, roughly. Minimum. Oh, they blew that shit. You better believe they, have, they, they have a Porsche piece. Yeah. Um, or they, you know, went and... Develop more apps. Classic Yik Yak, dude. Holy shit. At the things I would see on Yik Yak, bro. <laughs> Fucking Yik Yak. Oh. Dude. I remember... Now, this is a true story, bro. And I've never told anybody until this day. Yik Yak. So, my truck... Remember, it got broken into in broad fucking right. daylight. At, in Laptop the gravel gone. parking lot. In the gravel parking lot. In broad daylight. Across from the rec center. At the baseball at field. At the baseball field. Gets broken into. You know, yep. the whole shift, Back screwdriver, the gone. whole nine. Stole my fucking laptop, backpack, $500 cash, all this crazy shit. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, hey, I might have went on Yik Yak that night and said some crazy shit. You know, like, hey, man, I dare you to fucking do you that crazy shit, shit again. If you ever did that, it's, I mean, you're about to get, you're about to catch some fucking hands, you know? And that's probably a way more mild version than what I put on there. Oh, 100% way more mild and, um, than what you probably put on there. Bro, the next day they were like, fuck you, motherfucker, and then broke my fucking windshield. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they broke my fucking windshield and stole some more shit. I'm like, oh, my God. I honestly, they may not have seen it on you yet. They may not have. But the fucking coincidence of that particular circumstance was hilarious in hindsight. They, dude, they, you know what it was. They probably didn't see it. They just said, fuck, dude, we got a good haul last time. Yeah, Let's guy, go in there again. A, this guy's like a, <laughs> he's like a Brinks truck, dude. He, we can get some good shit from him. Try to get the sub out from behind your seats. Yeah, that was crazy. Do you remember, Um, it was the first weekend we moved in as freshmen, bro. Yo, so first weekend we moved in. This is a pretty hilarious recruiting tool for South Alabama if you want to go as an academic or athletic. <laughs> First weekend we moved, 2013, there was this guy and his roommate. I don't know if they're freshmen, but they lived on campus. And he literally stabbed his roommate to death. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember that. You remember that? And then the yeah, year, was it the year before or a few months before that kid got shot to death that was running around campus naked? That was, 
Oh, I remember that. We were not there. We were not there. It was like we 2012 or 2011. No, we were not there. Okay, then it was before us. Yeah, yeah it was I before remember that. That shit was crazy. Yo, South was a wild place, bro. Well, do you also remember when the one guy, when we were still freshmen, he just was dead in his apartment or in his dorm? Yes, just bro. dead. Yeah. Not stabbed, just dead. He died, yeah. Dude. It was super random. Campus is camp. Hey, Mobile is a wild, wild joint, bro. Dude, nothing was better than the way we were sneaking alcohol in. I'd have a duffel bag clearly full of beer. Yep. And then one time we had a lamp box and we put the case of beer inside of that and walked to Ords right past the fucking campus police station. Yeah, I mean, that was risky in hindsight. Oh, I mean, it was super risky. That was and super really risky. There was one time we did that and the fire alarm went off. And we're like, oh, shit. We have a shit ton of beer in there. If they go in there, we're fucked. So, oh, yeah, yeah. dorm days were fun. Dorm days were nutty, bro, if we're being entirely honest. I'm so glad. Especially for you. Yeah, that was rough. Um, Dude, yeah. Wild, why? Wild times back then. South, man. But in summary, guys, girls and guys, it's tough to have a friendship, bro. It really is. It's tough to have a friendship. I've never even tried it because it's like, whatever. You know, like, that's not my really my cup. But I just, as soon as I hear a chick say, yeah, I got some guy friends over here. And it's just like, do you really have Boy. some guy friends over there? Or do you have some guys that would probably have some sex with you if you gave them the opportunity? <laughs> probably the latter. So, um, hopefully not that case. I hope they're all quality top tier dudes and they can really, they can really, you know they can mesh on an emotional and spiritual level and, and have an extremely awesome platonic relationship, but dodge or low. Yeah, probably. That's how I feel. Next time. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick Perkins saying the NBA is harder to win a uh, NBA championship than the NFL Super Bowl. I agree. How? I agree because there's seven games. In I think that's easier. Nope. I agree because and it's, it's also seven easier games because, because you give. All right, go ahead. Yeah, you can do your thing. Right. And then I'll I was going to say, I think it's easier because you do have seven games. You have more opportunities to win. Okay. But also, I can tell you who's going to be in the playoff or in the championship right now. I, I it's going to be the Lakers and it's going to be the Nets. Okay. That's why the NBA is a joke. Per capita, though, it's harder because there's how many players on each team? I don't know. A lot on football. To answer your question. I know that. How many are on each basketball team? That's uh, no, 16. How Per capita, how many rings are getting passed out a year? Statistically, it's harder. <laughs> that's so. That's such a bad way to look but at statistically, it. Statistically, that's correct. You, you know I'm right. No. <laughs> you know that I'm right. There's 16 no. fucking players that get a ring every year as opposed to 53. So, it's a different game. So per capita in the United States, literally less people get NBA rings. So it's got to be more difficult. No. It's harder to get in the NBA. There's literally two fucking rounds to get drafted. Not good. We're not having that argument. I'm talking well, God about. God damn. It's a part of the same argument. Everybody wants to win the championship, right? Fuck. You don't just no, get drafted. I'm talking about once, what's harder to do in the play. Once you get to the playoffs, what's harder to do? All right, your Football argument, is a harder spurt. Your harder argument sport. is there's more opportunity to win. I agree. Yes. There's also more opportunity to lose. That's also Fair. true. 
if you're one of the less uh, non-superstar super, teams. I'm talking fucking superstar versus superstar, baby. Brooklyn versus healthy Lakers right now. That only happens one time. And guess what? One time is all you need to win a championship. Get best of seven. Let's get after it. Yeah. So, and then the NFL, and the, the NFL, best team doesn't always win. They can just have a good game. You know, like, oh, shit. You know, exactly. Ma- the best Pat team Ma- doesn't always win. The best, the best team, team always wins always- in basketball. Maybe, you know? But in the way the NBA is now, the Lakers won last year. Everybody knew they were the best team. They won. That's true. Also, we knew last year that the Chiefs probably were the best team until maybe, what, the third round of the playoffs? When they were like, I will, I will say last year was an outlier. We definitely said it was the Chiefs and they lost. Tampa. And then they got fucking drilled. That's part they of it. They got nailed. Yeah. They got fucking thumped. So, like, no, man. Look, it, there are more. The, the difference is opportunity. That's the real difference here. There's more opportunity in the NBA to lose and win. There's also more opportunity to coach in between games. Oh, this is their tendencies. Um, this was their tendencies game too at home. You know, like in the third quarter, this is what they ran. So you, there's more. It's more difficult because there's more. It's like it's more. There's more chess matches. You know, there's more. There's more battles in the mind strategically. There's more defenses that you can run relative to their respective offensive schemes and game four you have a bigger feel and when it gets to game seven it's just like literally who's a better team see this is why i think football because you don't have that opportunity to do that well the buccaneers well it and you only get one opportunity in football and riley so jesus and christ you can you imagine playing like one team seven too. times in one year and then it felt like they'd be fucking miserable and everybody would oh, die at the age of 40 <clears throat> so but anyway you could, just, you could just get a harder sport. You could just get it, but that's why I'm saying it's an easier sport. So you can how's that easy? They're the exact opposite. Like they're you can have the exact same argument for the, for the same reasons. You have more opportunities to win and lose. You have less opportunities to win and lose. You can have that exact argument on either side. I think it's harder because there's more strategy involved in having seven games and correcting each game as opposed to fucking four quarters in one game and saying, "All right, well." Damn, we gave up. There was a bad scheme in the first half. We gave up 28. We're fucked. We're, we're done. We're, it's literally over as opposed to it's a bad scheme in the first half of the first game. We can correct it, and at the very least, we can go into game two being more prepared. You can have an argument for better or worse. So, that's, or that's, harder or easier. You said my argument. And you you all, literally just laid but, out my argument but, for the NFL. And you're saying my argument for the NBA. That's what I'm saying. So. I, I guess I can retract my statement by saying, I don't know. Because both of the arguments. <laughs> well, we both don't know. We haven't played the games. Both of the, but I, but you can, I mean, you got a good idea if you have any intellect. Uh, right. It's just, there's, you, you can make the same argument for each one. I personally would, because I'm a baseball guy, you play more than one game. I think that my bias leans towards more of a series set in, in in any sport being more difficult because it's longer, it's more tiring long-term. Um, it's more mental because you can make more adjustments over time. You have to or you'll get absolutely ran. And right. that's how I feel just because I've been there. Like, I understand that. I mean, the, the, you're not playing the same team in game one as you are in game four. You're just not. Just because the athletes are too damn good, they're too damn smart, and they're too well-coached. You know, that's just the way it is. And you're playing them on yeah. different days. You know, like you, you travel, you know, you, you get to the football game, you're just playing one game, shit's over. It's a sprint, you know? Yeah. And that's that's the reason I think it's easier to win the Super Bowl because you could have a better game. What if, like, in the Super Bowl, they have a better scheme? They're, I mean, Brady's playing fundamentally sound as fuck. And literally the Chiefs' offensive line was anemic for that game. Yeah. 
You know, they, they really they could probably play again. They could play again, and the Chiefs would win. Right. I just think the NFL playoffs versus the NBA playoffs. It's the NBA playoffs. Most teams sleepwalk until they get to the conference finals, and even then, it's still <laughs> usually a blowout. It's just like the big leagues, Major League Baseball, same way. I mean, there's some more. You get some better matchups usually. Dude, 162 MLB. games. You think they give a fuck about any more than 45 to 50 of those games? Hey, the NBA, eight teams from each division get in. I agree. That's un. That's so much. You don't like that? No, I hate it. I think it's cool. I think they should just literally just play out a season, seed out the entire fucking goddamn league, and play a whole 32-game fucking playoff. If you're just, to see that, what, just to see some crazy shit happen. I want to hey, see. If you're doing that, if you're going to do that, do the NCAA tournament approach then. That's what I'm saying, bro. Literally. No, not, no series then. You do one game. Let's get it. Hey, sign me up for that shit, bro. I'm into that. That would, that be, would fun. be better. I don't give a fuck how many teams are in the playoffs. I literally play out the literally the entire regular season is exclusively for seeding. That sign me up for that, bro. I I would be entertained watching the Jaguars play the fucking Chiefs in the one seed and see what happens because the Jaguars almost beat the Browns. They were the fucking what? Almost beat the Raiders. The, almost beat. The, they did beat the dude, Rams. Their defense so. was competitive as fuck. Their offense was terrible. That's you know I would love to see that matchup, dude. What, dude? Imagine the Jags putting putting out the Chiefs. That'd be fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Well, you want to you want to keep on the topic of the Jags real quick? We can, dude. We can. By the way, Let's, my buy order just went in for Garrett Cole at 120k. Let's get it. Um, secondarily, we got Tim Tebow going to the Jags. Just first off, he's on the he's just on the team for the fucking spring and for the fucking. Training. He's not making the team. He's, he's not making literally. The team. He's literally just trying to generate fucking publicity for the Jaguars. That's what he's doing. He don't give a shit if he makes the team or not. That's just an added bonus. We, uh, I think he does. He maybe. I think he thinks you, he's going to make. The you team, think he's that he silly? You think he's that silly? Yes. I, I think he's that. I don't think he's that silly. I think he's that competitive. Well, I, well, that's a fair point. I think the Jags' only reason they agreed to this is to generate excitement around the team. And oh, 100. It's for revenue, bro. It's, I mean, he is a Jacksonville legend. So yeah, dude, the guy—he's a Florida legend. Fuck that. He's a right. whole state. He's the—he was the golden child of Florida for four years straight. Yep. So I mean. I um, I think the the outrage on some of the players that have came out saying some shit. Um, I think it's dumb because of what you just what we're saying here. He's not making the team. No, they're acting as if he's on the fucking roster. Like, what do you mean? He's not. Like that's so. They're actually they. There's there's a handful of people out there. Not a handful. There's a lot of now. A lot of people a lot of, that are relevant that have influence in the world that are trying to make this racial. It has nothing to do with racial. It's all about business. You know? It's a business get decision there, get to get this guy going. on the fucking team and generate revenue. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was the same thing why the Mets gave him an opportunity. If he, Do you imagine if he actually would have made it to the pros? How many Tebow jerseys, how many, how many people would be in the stands just to watch him actually play MLB baseball? Exactly, bro. Everybody would go. They would have packed that shit out just to fucking boo him off the field, exactly. bro. Their own team, the Mets fans, boo him out of city. <laughs> no, I'm sure they would have embraced the shit out of him, maybe. I don't know, dude. New York's a bunch of assholes up there, bro. That's very true. That's very true. But at the same time, it's just like, I, I don't disagree with them that the fact that he hasn't touched a football field in, what, eight, ten years? And he, hey, 
you're you're a little late here, bud. You probably should have done this off rip when you got you know drafted like everybody was wanting you to do. Yeah. He, this is literally what they all told him to do was be a tight end, mm-hmm. and here we are. How tall is he? I think he's short, like six one. Uh, six two maybe. I mean, he's dude. I I'm, I don't believe he's gonna be you know a block in, in line blocking tight end. God, I don't think no. he's gonna be you know. Yeah, fucking Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski. He's not going to be that guy. He's literally there just to establish a culture and get in, get out. How how you doing? Keep it moving, kind of deal. Yeah, and he's just he a ain't going to make the roster. He's just a he winner play. in life. Hey, so like, you won't people like make. He may make one preseason game. You think before one. he gets cut? Yeah, yeah. I think Urban will give him a chance, and that'll. I mean, what's What's their incentive to cut him before that other than a roster spot? Um, I mean, it's the same. Arg- I, I did hear some people making the same argument that I made about him playing baseball. Like, there's somebody younger, and that's going to be the spot he's taken up in training camp. And I don't disagree with that. That would piss me off, of too, like it did when he was doing the baseball thing. Yep. So I understand that argument. But to say that it's racist and shit, I don't dis- I don't like that. Everybody knows he's not going to make the team. And if he does, then we can have that argument. Yeah, maybe. You know? Right. Maybe. But also like But you also got to understand it's it fucking, Urban Meyer. How's it racism? You know like what is what are the statistic what are the statistics in racial percentages in the NFL? Let's look it up. I don't know, go ask Clay Travis, he'll tell you. Racial percentages in but NFL. at the same time people need to realize this is urban meyer and he bought a house right next to tim tebow in jacksonville so of course he was going to give him an opportunity right and i don't even think the the deal's even been signed sealed delivered yet maybe not i'm not sure it was just reported that it was going to happen like w- yo so literally Fifty-eight point nine percent of all players in the NFL in two thousand nineteen were African American. That seems kind of low, to be honest with you. Uh, you got to think. I mean, you look at Honors, the kickers, you look at the stereotypes. I mean, a lot of linemen, a lot of big boys are are big white boys. Um, yeah, but that's and I mean, you got your kickers. Maybe? A lot of quarterbacks are white. Um, fullbacks, the grimy positions. They're all just relatively athletic white kids just trying to get there. And also, you're talking about roster spots that are actually on the team that don't even make the team. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure there's a few white kids out there. Practice squads and shit. But That just still seems low to me. I, I was going to say more like 65, 70. Right, you would think, yeah. But that, yeah. the fact that they're making it about race is crazy considering they have the majority of players. Yeah, I, well, when it boils down They're to winning this that competition. You know what I'm saying? If we want to make it, it a fucking competition. When it boils down to it, it's it's a polarizing figure. Again, getting another opportunity that some feel he shouldn't be getting. He, hey, first off, he shouldn't be getting this. I'm with you, but let's yeah. bitch about the right reasons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's bitch about the fact that he hasn't been in the league in 10 years. Eight years, whenever it Crazy. was. Crazy. Crazy as hell. You know, being the up guy on a on the for the Jets on on the punt, yeah, on the punt team. So he ain't gonna be a quarterback. We all know that. That's the damn. He, he ain't gonna do shit. Like he's literally just there to establish a culture. And that's it. And to be honest with you, 
washes parlay into something him being on the coaching staff or something along those lines. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Definitely. I could definitely see that too. Dude's a fucking winner. He's a leader. He's got a ton of work ethic. It's been shown time and time again. I, I hope he is because he's a unit. He's an yeah. absolute stud of a guy. Yeah. I mean, this is, it just feels like to me, it's, you know, four or five years too late. Definitely. Way when too you late. did baseball, when he did the baseball thing, he should have done this. Yeah, way too fucking late. That's for sure. I just, I don't know. That really just grounds, it just grounds my damn gears that people are just trying to make this racial when it's just so, so poorly founded, you know? It's just a lazy argument. Literally, it's just laziness and it's silliness. They're trying to well, make it, a, and, it's trying to make it versus Kaepernick. Like, what? Yeah. Well, when it comes down what to it, mean? it's it's funny. It's funny to me, you know, you got guys that, you got journalists, quote unquote, I'm putting air quotes around those. Yeah. Um, they just say this shit for clicks and views. Literally, they just that. want to piss people off. Yeah. Because what what sells negativity and well and also the majority of people are sheep and they're stupid. Yeah, I'd say sixty percent of people on the planet. And if I ever get uh, famous, I mean, yeah. probably higher. Than if that. I ever get famous, I will say that again. I I mean you know. I don't. If they weren't sheep that. and if they weren't stupid, none of this ridiculous bullshit would happen. Hey hey you okay? We can parlay. We can roll right into the next topic. You know how people are fucking dumb. Oh yeah. And sheep. Oh yeah. Hey. Let's go top off for gas tanks and then, you know, Unbelievable. fill up water in trash bags. Dumbasses. Like, dude, first off, that's just going to leak everywhere in your car. Idiots. You don't smoke They're a literally just for a wasting while. it. You know, like. I, I know. They don't realize that get, when you go and you have this surge at the pump, like these oil tankers and stuff that you see, the, the big trucks, they, they're on a schedule. If we surge it, we're going to run out of gas. I mean, fuck these hackers for doing this shit, but that's also on Colonial Pipeline and our government for not, you know, sec- giving us some better cybersecurity. We got to have some incentive on this because this is like a very easy way to start, you know, a fucking war. Yeah. To invade here. We, I mean, think about it. If military bases don't have their own reserves right now, what are they going to do? Yeah. I mean, first off, they do. They can't mobilize. They definitely do. But... Secondarily, I mean, I know they do. Secondarily, it's just like, how the fuck did this happen? I mean, exactly. I mean, it's literally the biggest pipeline. It runs from Texas all the way up to Maryland. Who do we blame? They're Russia, Russia. Uh, no, I'm not state saying. I'm not terrorism. saying dickheads in in the in <clears throat> office. Not the people doing it. I'm I'm not saying the assholes that are saying we should blame these people. I'm talking about in reality. Do we know who we should blame? Normal logical I, people. I mean, you blame Colonial Pipeline and you blame some of it is on the government for not, you know, securing the working with these kind of things and incentivizing companies to have cyber secu- better cybersecurity. I think it's just an, it's such an essential part of infrastructure, whether yeah. we like it or not, whether we like oil and gas or not. For now, it is. It is so and essential course, that this should never happen. This should not happen. But I mean. Pipelines. This is the thing: is people have such a bad, bad view on pipelines. Yeah, there are leaks and stuff. They they don't happen that often. Um, do you, what would you rather have? Would you ha- rather have more fucking tankers on the fucking highway? Because that's what it would be. Right. That's what exactly would it be. You know how dangerous that shit would be. Right. Way more dangerous. Let me just look up something real quick. Things that derive from 
oil. Everything. Plastic. I mean, I could. We don't want plastic. Everything. All right. The top eight products. I've. All right. Clothes. The top eight products made from crude oil. Yep. Go for it. It's clothes. Pretty much anything. Number one, fuel. Number two, lubricant. Number three, paraffin, paraffin wax. And let's just explain what this is. We can extract it from crude oil. Its main uses are as insulation and lubrication. Nowadays, people are preparing candles with paraffin wax instead of the traditional organic wax, which we can use as crayons. Moreover, they are used by electric companies to insulate. Hold on. So they're used by electric companies. Used to insulate wires. To make the the stuff that goes in electric cars. It's... it's literally everything. Man, that's fucking fucking crazy. Guess what? Guess what? It probably t- anything that's in an electric car, you're gonna have to have some shit from, uh, like pl- anything plastic, that has to come from oil. Mm-hmm. You can never completely cut out oil. Vaseline, waterproofing qualities, <coughs> petroleum coke, carbonous dense dense material, leading products we can extract from crude oil, pet coke, as it's commonly known, has over eighty five percent carbon and consequently a much larger emission than coal. That's unfortunate. It is a rich source of carbon dioxide, and therefore we can use it in a lot of industries, especially for as a fuel source for power generation. Asphalt. Well, we need roads. Um, petrochemicals. Sulfur. Propane. In conclusion, we can say that crude oil is nothing short of a natural miracle. So there's that. But people don't want it. Nope. Because they're dumb. Yep. Ah, people don't want it because they're ignorant. It's two, Pretty much. two different things. If you can be well read on oil and the uses of oil and then have a quality argument against it, I'd love to hear it. You know, I'd love yeah. to hear it. I mean, they, they just point out the, you know, all the leaks and shit. Oh boy. You know, it's way worse than that. The plastic, the plastic bottles in the fucking ocean, the miles and tons of plastic that's just floating in the ocean. Well, you know where that actually comes from. It comes plastics made from oil. Well, not all of it. Most of it. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, but that is a, but that's, that's also a legitimate right gripe against oil too. If you want to make that argument, <laughs> hey man, yeah. y'all stop making fucking plastic. Yeah. At the same time, what are we going to do without it? Were we going to just have wood everywhere? No. I mean, look at your desk right now. Everything's most shit's plastic. Oh, I mean, there's a fucking shit ton of fucking plastic. I'm saying you can also recycle plastic. It's been proven. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are better obvious. ways to use plastic than to continue making the shit, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. Don't disagree. But back to the main argument of this is, hey, guys, stop being stupid. Don't go fill up a billion gas tanks when people actually, we need to ration this shit. Ignorant, bro. You know what I mean? I know I still have to fill up, and I don't even know if my gas. That's fine. I don't have gas stations. I have a gas station, too. I'm literally a quarter mile away from my house. I don't know if they have gas or not. I haven't even checked, to be honest with you. Hey, that that's fine. I'm, you're not going and getting six gas cans filled up, filling up a trash bag like a fucking idiot. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to fill my gas tank up, and then I'm going to go where I need to go. Exactly. You know? Just like a normal human being should. Hey, you're not buying an entire garage closet full of toilet paper. Exactly. Yeah, fuck that. Like last year. Everybody that's doing that, you're shit. You're a shitty person. You're ignorant as fuck, and you're selfish. Yep, you suck. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're doing that, you suck. Yep, a hundred percent. You suck. Just but you can correct person. your ways, man. Just don't suck anymore. Learn. That's okay. Just 
get gas when you need to get I gas. I suck. Sometimes it happens. Oh, I definitely suck. But I learn from it. You know, that's the important part. I know these people, the fucking videos that I'm seeing, those people, they don't learn shit. No. I'm going to let you know right now. Mm-hmm. Those people, they're not learning much of anything. No. They're, but, I mean, it's wild out here. They're the same people that are pissed about the about Alabama. There are people that are in Alabama that are doing this. They're probably the same people that are pissed about KIV stopping pandemic unemployment checks coming up in June. I saw that. And you know what? You. Good. Get your ass out there and work. You know? Fucking tired of it. Yeah, I've been working this entire Dude, time. Dude, it was actually funny. Yeah, same. This It was funny. I saw somebody make an argument like, these people are mad because they they can't get their KFC chicken on time because we don't have enough workers. What are you fucking talking about, dude? KFC's the least of our problems. What do you mean? It, well, I know, it, what it was is there was a sign that said, closed due to no staff. Right. I saw exactly what you were talking about. It's like, and that was the argument that was made. It's just like, what are you, what? That is not the issue here, pal. What about our family-owned restaurants that can't fucking hire people that literally want to make a living that would need workers? You know, like, Bob, but instead you're cool for you're cool with seven hundred dollars a week, and hell, I would be too. Shit, it's human nature. Why would you leave your house when you're making the same amount of money not doing shit? Oh, Tax free. Yeah, I mean. So it's just like, I agree. I mean, stay your ass home. No, do your thing, bro. But when these bitches stop, I want to hear it. Go get your fucking shit together and go work. You know, yep. like everybody else. Like most people are doing right now. Exactly. So it's just I don't know, bro. I'm not into it. Yo, did you see no. where? <laughs> Yo, all right. This is the last thing I'm gonna say on this. I swear to God. Uh, you see where? Uh, oh, uh, our president, commander in chief, he said that um, there was no, there is no evidence that I'm trying to phrase this right. There is no evidence that the pandemic emergency unemployment checks have had anything to do, have had any impact on the labor unemployment rate. Unemployment yeah, rate. the unemployment rate. What the fuck are you talking about, dumbass? Well, it's like uh, the New York Times saying, or New York Post, one of the two, I think it was a post saying that there was no gas shortage yesterday. Holy shit, dude. It's like, you you guys just need to open your eyes up a little bit. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's just pure ignorance. What are we, that dude's literally our head guy, you know? Well, he's not doing anything. He's reading off what. They're telling him to read, and he's not taking any questions. And Quite literally, he's doing nothing. I mean, he's just reading. He literally got in the office, repealed everything that uh, that Trump did for four years, and then just said, all right, I'm going to go to sleep. Trust me. Hey, trust me. The stock market is l- not loving it. No. It's been very choppy, and this is what I'm seeing for another three years out of the stock market. A minimum. Dude. It's going to suck. Dude, I just, Wow. Selfish. You know, just people are silly. And yeah. in summary, people are pretty silly. Yeah. That's how I feel. All right. This is kind of a out there question. Not really out there, but something we didn't talk about before. What's your opinion on uh, the old meme coin, the Dogecoin, the crypto? What's your opinion on crypto? My opinion is go get that bread, dog. <laughs> hey, go get your money. If you if you make some money, dope. But I saw, I, I did see a post from a very reputable source. One of my, one of my, one of the guys that got me a job. He's a financial advisor in Pensacola. A brilliant, brilliant finance mind. Um, does really well for himself. And he said, 
crypto is not valued as an asset like that. I think. Let me. Let me. I want to. I don't want to ruin. I saw what he. I saw the post too that because you shared. I don't. I'm not going to botch this. It's tax different than it is a security. Yes, it's taxed differently and it's taxed differently in long and short term. So. Let me find right. it just for all you crypto nerds. The capital gains, the capital gains. It's actually, if I read it right, the way that they do crypto, it's done as an asset, and the capital gains are zero to twenty percent. Um, all right. Rather than so, this is the exact post. It's brief. The IRS currently classifies cryptocurrencies as property, not securities, like That's, like your yeah. classic stocks. Assets, yeah. As such, that asset class is taxed at the short term or long term capital gain rate depending on how long you've held an asset. If you hold a crypto for a year or less, the short-term tax for 2020 ranges from 10 to 37%. That's a pretty high percent. Depending on income and filing status. If you hold a digital asset for longer than a year, the long-term tax rate applies ranging from 0 to 20%. So they're taxed differently than your classic stocks. They're not capital gains on that front. So Because capital gains, I want to say, less than a year is, what, 30%, then after a year it's... 10%, 10%, correct? I can look that up. I don't, I'm not an accountant. It's something along those lines. Um, I just think it's funny because everybody that's, you know, hopping on Doge like Elon Musk and stuff, people need to realize there's 12 people who own 67% of Dogecoin. As soon as they want out, that shit is tanking. If you're satisfied with your profits, take some of that out, get out while you're ahead. Well, that's what I was telling my buddies. <clears throat> um... Because, I, I mean, I have some crypto, but I have it in stuff that's not, like, it's actually a real product. Oh. It's not, you know, a made-up coin. I'm having, Dogecoin. this is deja vu, by the way. Anyway, um, literally, I've done this before, and we haven't done this before. Anyway, um, <laughs> the big issue with crypto across, across all boards is the lack of valuation. You can't value it. Yeah. There's no valuable, you can't. It's not able it's to be valued dumps. by anybody. It's pumping dumps. You, you literally, there's no basis around why they fluctuate. There's no basis around anything like that. There's no earnings quarterly that they can put out, just like Apple, you know, to, to get right. a value of the company to see where it's heading. So it's we're just in foreign territory. You remember, and I explained to I explained um, I explained it kind of like this. It's it, it's reminiscent of that scene in Wolf of Wall Street where he's literally just calling people about these penny stocks, calling right. these doctors, trying to sell these penny stocks. And back in the insert year, I forget that was eighties. I think it was the seventies, eighties. Yeah, eighties. Um, where the stock market just started really soaring. It's because nobody really knew a whole bunch about it, and they were just trying to get in on the quick gains on these penny stocks. And right. our generation is experiencing the exact same fucking thing in an entirely different market. Right. It's literally it's the exact same boom in another market. And, hey, bubbles pop. The only difference is these companies, these stocks that we're doing crypto-wise, there's no way to value them right now. And there never will be because they're literally fake. Some of them are. Some actually have like actual technology behind it. But like, a, I, I could be wrong, but like Bitcoin, there's not much to it. There's only, there's a finite thing. It's, you know, it, I mean, it was $5,000 a year or two ago. Now it's, you know, in the 60s. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. My, and that's just because people decided, oh, we're just going to start buying It's just it classic supply and demand. That's yeah. all cryptocurrency trading is, is supply and demand. Right. Literally. That's all it is. And then you, you do have some of your companies that are like, there's one that I'm in that is partnered up with like, 
BMW, Walmart that really? literally do supply chain stuff. Like that's there's some technology behind some of these companies. Ooh. You just got to find the right ones and then sit the fuck on them. Yeah. I just I mean, I was sitting at graduation at Matt Murphy's graduation this past Friday and I was watching my buddy look at his his Robinhood account and watch the watch yeah. the Dogecoin go up. <clears throat> To 75 cents, and he was just like, hell yeah. I checked the price today. It was Fucking at 46 cents today. Uh, oh, it went way, it went down a little bit more than that. Did it? Because after Elon went on Saturday Night Live, which, who the fuck is still watching Saturday Night Live? That show sucks. <laughs> a comedy is terrible. I don't disagree, um, dude. But he went on there, and it just fucking tanked. That's so weird that it tanked. Did he say something negative you, about it? Or did he just not speak about know. it I at mean, all? And that's what affected it. I think he did speak about it. I think he's saying, like, is one of his rockets he's going to send up is going to be funded by all Dogecoin and stuff like that. I I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting move from him business-wise. But, hey, he, he's a genius, so he's just gonna make money anyway. So he, who could care less for him? Yeah, I mean, as soon as it went live, he went down. It went down to forty two cents, and then climbed up to six, yeah. seven, fifty seven cents, and now it's back down to forty five cents. Yeah, which hey, I have some buddies that got in at like eight cents. So, dude, I have a, I have a buddy that got in at a point oh eight cents. Yeah, he put in like yo, he put in like five hundred dollars. He's up to like fifty fifty three thousand dollars. Just take that and run. Dude, he said he's wanting to hold it. I just, I, like I said, I've literally seen that 12 people own 67%. One of those being Elon here. And as soon as they decide that they they want to take their profits and run, it's game over for it. It's going right back down to five cents. To literally nothing, yeah. Yeah, which, and to your buddy's point, I mean, that's going to suck from a f- going from 50000 but, I mean, he's still going to make a profit off oh, that. He'll still make a couple grand, but still it's just yeah. like... It's not fifty thousand dollars is a middle class salary. Exactly, it's, it's a whole ass salary. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, it's a wild thing. I look like I said, dude. I have nothing against it. I have nothing for it. I'm not invested in it um, because I like to see I like to see the cold hard facts behind what we're doing here. You know, I'm a finance major, yeah. bro. Of course, that's how I feel. So right. it's just like uh, you know, like hey, go get paid, bro. I hate that I missed it. I'm glad I didn't do it though. At the same time. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. So one last thing. Did you see the video of this little kid getting trucked on Twitter? Yeah, I tweeted it. Okay, so what is your opinion on this drill? That coach needs to be fucking let go. I think. Because, good God, that kid got ran the fuck full over. Full disclosure, I think you got to know your personnel, first off. That kid running the ball had no fucking business running against anybody, probably on the field. He was obviously a superior athlete. And you don't need yeah. to teach how to form tackle in a drill where you can create momentum of that capacity. And I think, and to be honest with you, I really think that drill was more for like angle tackling here. But the kid planted his put, put he planted his foot and went upfield and literally just ducked his head and went under underneath that kid's chin and just wore it. Yeah, it's. Um, but these kids are what? How old do you want to say that kid was? Like five? Yeah, six, he was six, seven, seven years old. old tops. So what are we doing here? We don't need to do this. Um, I think football is a gross sport in general. I think my kids, unless they really want to, I'm not in any way, shape, or form going to push them to play football. No. I think it's a, I, mean, I think it's a dumb white. sport in terms of health, mentally and physically. I think there are better sports yeah. out there to benefit you mentally and physically. Um, it's an electric sport, a lot of fun to watch. You know, love it. It's a great time to watch. 
but in terms of playing it, I've been there, done that. I mean, I've gotten hit to where I got blacked out. I mean, I've 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 literally broken my collarbone. I've been bleeding through my jersey. It's just simply not worth it. You know, I like, yeah. it's not worth it for me. My kid may go out, dude. My kid may come out and just be a football legend, and I will support him in any endeavor. If he wants to do it, right. let's get it. But as soon as he don't want to do it, I'm gonna say that's fine too. Because that sport is extremely dangerous long term. And that's how I feel about it. Head wise. I mean, the health, head wise, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I want my kid, I I would much rather my kid be a brilliant mind than a a brilliant and an exceptional athlete. That's how I feel. Because brilliant minds are who develop the country, who develop communities, who develop things like this. You know? Civilization is far more important to me than entertainment. I can't. I will say, my kid can't be a band geek. No. no. Well, as a musical guy, I'm all for it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I just have a bad taste in my mouth because our band was just our band kids sucked. They were well, just I mean, assholes. I mean, you can't expect a whole ton out of a high school band. Exactly. But if my kid wants to learn music, we're gonna learn music. That's fair. Let's learn some. Real and music. also, but yeah. also, hey man, if you want to play tuba, let's learn that tuba, brother. You know. I don't know what skill that's actually going to give you in like any kind of musical endeavor, but okay. That's true. I'm not, I don't disagree with you. You know, let's definitely. You're better off learning how to do it off a laptop at this let's point. Let's And by the time I have kids, it'll be all electronic probably. Hey, I mean, that's all it's going to be. But, um, I, um, hey man, you know, here's, I'm, I'm going to say, all right, son, here's why this is a bad idea. Let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. You want to do it? Okay, yeah. but this is a bad idea. Here's my take on it. If you want to continue doing so, let's get it. And I will be there for every tuba gig you got, bud. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'll paint up. Because, yeah, I'll be there for every halftime and I'll leave it halftime. Oh, I will be there betting on that high school game with our local bookie. <laughs> All right. I got, I got number five having 100 <laughs> yards tonight. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Football's a joke. That's how I feel. Yeah, fun to fun to oh, bet on. Video was fun to watch. Very entertaining. I think for my family, it's a it's something that I will not encourage. I, I'm not gonna but be opposed. Not discourage. I'm not gonna if I'm not gonna discourage anything unless I know that right. it's extremely bad for their well being. I think everybody needs to get hit in the mouth. I don't disagree with that. Everybody either. needs to get hit right in the fucking mouth. In some way or form. Just once. Hey, man, you should know how it feels to get rocked. You know what I'm saying? Just get drugged. Hey, get rocked. Get ran the fuck over. And then you'll know, hey, man, this shit feels terrible. I don't really want to do it. Or if you're a psycho, this feels terrible. Give me more, please. Thank you, man. I have another. <laughs> Your brother, he, when it comes to fighting. He actually hates it. That's the reason he quit. Oh, okay. There he we said, go. I just don't want to get punched in the face for a living. Dude went in there, won a professional fight, and then just never fought again. Just like he's one to know professionally, he's undefeated technically. You love that. He's never been beat. Carry around that. Hey, that's a good feeling right there. Yeah, he's never been beat. He went to Louisiana. Pretty sure he fought illegally against a 27 year old from Oklahoma. I'm pretty sure I know all these things. I don't know. I didn't get to go to the fight, but uh, went Damn. down there. Uh, TK. I think he either TKO'd him or, or submitted him. One of the two. He stopped the fight. The fight was stopped for sure. Right. Regardless. Um. Then he got out of there. Yeah. Then he said he hated it and he'll never Still do it again. Out. Yep. Yeah. Got anything else you want to chat about? I don't know. We had some good rants, as I knew we would. We did. We always as do. As I knew we would. Um, now, let's wrap this shit up. Let's wrap it up. Thank yeah. you guys for hanging out with us, man. 
episode 66. I'm back and I'm better. Um, thank you guys for being here. All the loyals. Thank you so much. If you're new, thank you being, thank you for being here. We love you. Um, if you love the podcast, let us know, subscribe, rate, review, follow our socials. All of that's in our podcast description and our bios. Just go check it out. Um, Thank you for hanging out with us for all an hour, for all hour, for all 60 minutes, you know? Thank you for thank you for watching our rants. If you want us to talk about anything, any topics in, in particular, shoot us a DM, shoot us a message, shoot us an email, shoot us a whatever. Let us know, man. We'd love to talk about it. As long as it's not extremely crazy. Like, we try our best not to get super political. We did a little bit today, but not really, let's be honest. Um, it could have gotten way deeper, and we we that's not really our cup. Just simply because it's just like, man, there's bigger things in life. There's more enjoyable and entertaining things to talk about in life than 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 that, and you probably hear it every day anyway. It's not really you go to Facebook, you got the you got the political political wars going on there anyway. So, um, thank you guys for hanging out with us, episode sixty six. Um, we're good. We love you. Thank you guys so much again. Um, we can't say it enough. We got merch. Y'all go buy some shirts. Go buy some stickers. Go buy some mugs. And um, that's really it, guys. Thank you again, uh, Ryan. You got anything? Nope. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll get we all next that's week. That's right. Hopefully some crazy shit happens over the weekend. No doubt, no doubt. You want to end on a song or you just want to rap it? We have that banger. Oh, yeah, yeah. This one's called Finally Healing by Abandoned. It is non-copyright, and if it gets copyright struck, fuck you. This one's called Finally Healing by Abandoned, and it absolutely bangs. Uh, well, I would say, I guess, good for Abandoned. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Get that money. Get that money, Abandoned, and Shia. Get that Shia Maisel. Guys, love y'all. Peace. It's hard for me to let go But I think that I'm finally feeling good again So hard cause I loved you But I'm finally feeling like myself All of the wounds that were opened by you are now closing I finally know how to I think that I